0: You know, I think that when I started writing songs, uh, like everybody who writes songs, I think, you you imagine you're going to write the greatest song in the world. And you imagine that everyone's going to sing your songs, and so you just, uh, you know, you wait for that and you expect for that to happen, and and it didn't for me. So I just realized that, you know, it it wasn't about me, and that it wasn't ever going to be on my time or on on my schedule, because then I would always think to myself, you made this happen.
1: This is the Hillsong Creative Podcast, where we hear from creative experts, influencers, dreamers, and doers, what they've learned and what we can learn from their journey as we explore, respond, and create. This week, we have a special live interview with Andrew and Tim from the band Finding Faith, Andrew is one of the original members of the Australian pop band Human Nature, which has toured internationally with Celine Dion and Michael Jackson and just finished their 1500th show as a band. Tim is a worship pastor, and this conversation covers many practical things any creative can learn from and apply. Let's jump straight into their interview with Gabe Kelly.
2: Well, it is fantastic to have Andrew and Tim here for our Hillsong Creative Podcast. Thank you very much for being here with us, guys. Our pleasure. Oh, thank you. And obviously, Andrew. Um, Australians be very familiar with you we've just actually been at our Hillsong creative team night where you guys have spoken about your new venture finding faith told a little bit about your story your background Andrew being um as Dave called you Australian pop music royalty which I thought was quite <laughs> That's nice. a heavy mantle
3: to hold up it is one. it is his words <laughs> not yours
2: um, your background with human nature and the road that you've traveled Tim we've already found out that you're a Canadian living in Las Vegas visiting Australia. So if you have any idea where you are right now, I'm very impressed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'm somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere. (laughs) You're somewhere. somewhere. You're doing well.
2: Um, Andrew, just tell us quickly, how did you get started musically as a youngster?
3: Well, my mum, who's here, um, is a piano teacher. And so we've always had music in our family. We grew up, I've got a, a younger brother, Mike, who's in Human Nature, and older sister, Margie, who's here as well. And we would just, music was in our family the whole time. You know, I, it never was something that was forced on us. It was just there. And dad sings too. And um, we just, we'd sing three part harmony as the three of us. And mum taught us piano up until, until we were stubborn kids and wouldn't practice enough. Um, but I, I wish I hadn't, I wish I'd taken it further than I did. But I, I can play well enough to write songs and, and get by. But um, yeah, so music's just. I, it's always been there, so I'm really blessed by that, and it's it's become my career too, which is amazing.
2: I have this picture of you guys as very musical family, kind of singing around the table and having sing-alongs at a piano. Was it was it that kind of yeah, feel? Yeah,
3: exactly. And still, when I was living back here for Christmas, um, we would always get together and do Christmas carol nights, and so yeah, music is just it's just part of who we are as a family. So it's it's amazing.
2: Awesome. Before we skip ahead, Tim, how about you? How'd you get started as a, as a musician? A little a bit the same.
0: Um, my mom and dad are both musical. My dad taught me the first three chords on a guitar. One of them was wrong. Um, <laughs> I still play it that way to this day. Um, you know, I still play the G chord the wrong way, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Yeah. So my dad uh, taught me to play guitar. My mom uh, played piano, and she sang, taught me how to sing harmony. And so my mom and I would sing together in church, and my dad would play guitar, and I Just kind of grew up that way with music in my family. My dad, my dad's a huge country music fan. He did not pass that on to me at all. <laughs> uh, but you know, I grew up listening to you know great country artists and 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 just appreciating harmonies. And um, of course, w- when I told them I loved Prince, they just about fell over because you know. Yeah, that would not have gone that way well for Willie a country Nelson. music family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I had it. I had it my whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very blessed to. You know, to have parents who have encouraged that and supported that in my life.
2: You said before that you came up through the church, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously part of the worship team at the church you're involved in, I'm guessing. And so Actually, no.
0: I grew up in a church that had no um, contemporary music in it at all. It was hymns only. And uh, so I, I played, um, uh, you know, piano, and all we did was sing hymns, and, and so there were no worship teams.
2: Okay, so let's all. talk about this this tension, this wrestle mm-hmm. that you would have felt between loving Prince and contemporary music over here, but being part of a faith community in a church that didn't accept that. How did you balance those two extremes?
0: Well, I didn't balance them very well. Um, as I hit high school, I just said, I'm gonna follow my musical passion and my creativity. And if there's no place for it in the church, then I'm not going to uh, be in church. And so I left church in high school and uh, pursued uh, playing in bands and writing songs and you know playing in bars. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because I wanted to explore my creativity and, you know, the more I did that, the further I got away from church and the further I got away from my faith and uh, because there was no place for me to come back to with my music. And in fact, it was, you know, I was, I remember one time I I went to church and I had my guitar with me and somebody said, get that campfire instrument out of our church. (laughs) And I was like, okay, uh, yeah.
2: We have a lot of campfires around here, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But, you know, like I said earlier, uh, you know, a friend invited me to go to Willow Creek and uh, so I was like, okay, I'll attend. And Darlene and the Hillsong team were there leading worship, and I heard music. And I said, this is music I can connect with. And so uh, you know, I said, if, if there's a place for music and songwriting in the church, then I want to be part of that. And right. I had reconnected with my faith again yeah, a few yeah, yeah. years before that and, and was a pastor at that point, but you know, was a teaching pastor and didn't think music was ever part of the church again.
2: I love hearing about your creative journey, kind of have a few false starts along the way before it kind of found its place back home, back in church. Mm-hmm. Um, while this is happening, not, not the exact same time, Andrew, for people who aren't familiar, tell us just the quick synopsis of you starting out here, uh, your career in Australia and where you are now.
3: 28 years in a nutshell. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big nutshell. Well, um, obviously my, my major career has been with, with Human Nature and we started at least our first album in 95. 96 here in australia and it was a a massive hit you know we um we became like a, a really big pop act in this country and um so we have released i think we've wrapped our 12th album now um, so that's a lot of a lot of records we've made mm-hmm. and and our career's been amazing we've been so so embraced by australia and, and people and um I, I never thought of myself as pop music royalty but i i love that people kind of see us you know, kind of respect what we've done and still enjoy what we do. So mm. that's been my musical journey it was I, um, I left high school and went and studied physiotherapy for a little while because I didn't think, I wasn't sure if music would be my career, but mum and dad encouraged my passion for music uh. and wanting to be in the industry. So that was a, a real blessing there because a lot of parents don't, you know, they, they would be fearful of their kids yeah, taking a, having a career in music. So, yep. But they knew how much we loved it, so they supported us. And then um, about in ni- 2009, we moved to Las Vegas um, and that's, that's a big jump from, from the, in the story, but that was a very significant moment for us because our whole families all moved over to Las Vegas and we've been doing a, a show in Las Vegas now for almost 10 years the four of us and all our families went over there and it's been an amazing opportunity and it's kind of, we've all grown as people and I feel I'm a better singer, a better musician than I ever was because of that. So Mm. it's been great.
2: I would love to dive into this because you just took a sentence to say that you moved your entire family from here to Las Vegas and you You said it was a big move, but I'm sure for everybody sitting here, for everybody listening, I'm sure a lot more. It was a big decision. It would have been a very brave decision. Um, Talk to us a bit about that period where you guys are deciding, are we going to do this? Is this really happening? How you felt? And to take a creative leap that big is massive.
3: Talk about that process a little bit. Well, for us, I mean, looking back on it, it is huge, like what we did. Uh, But at the time, it just felt like what we had to do. Our, Our career as the group was kind of we'd we'd done a lot of tours and and we were constantly doing the touring circuit and releasing more and more albums here and that was great but it we weren't kind of i guess we were wondering is that is that going to be it for us yeah there's more you know um and so we just sat down with our partners and and wives and and just said you know is everyone on board for this big move to las vegas and everyone just without a doubt just said yeah let's do it and so we packed up our homes and um, and went over i mean our parents were a little bit Devastated that we were going to do it <laughs> yep. um, because they As they should be. And my mum and dad was taking two thirds of their kids across the other side of the world. So it was a big thing and um, yeah, but it, but it was something we all did together as a family. It was a, a big decision and, and we embraced it and, and uh, we're all still there ten, nine, ten years later. Amazing. I'm sure you had moments
2: on this side and once you'd made the move that you wondered if you'd made the right decision for your family or were you completely confident
3: no, no I think I we've been, just because the family was on board, you know, there's, there's been no... In my, in my family, um, with my wife Heather, it's, she's been the biggest supporter of, of me all the way along, kind of, when I doubt myself, she doesn't. So it's kind of that, there's this beautiful... And she always says, oh, it's, it'll be right. You know, she's got this attitude about things that's... And the Vegas, to, move to Vegas was like that. Yeah, it'll work out. It'll work out. So she has this wow. quiet, quiet confidence and, and, and faith in... In, in me and faith in what God's gonna do in our life. Yeah, you cannot understate the power
2: of a partner who believes in the dream and wants to, you know, come alongside you Yeah, it's, you. it's been, it's everything. For, for um, talk to me from a creative standpoint about what you guys do now in Vegas. You said you've been there almost 10 years. Um, did I hear you say you've done almost a thousand shows? Uh, almost fifteen hundred shows now. Almost fifteen hundred yeah. shows, um, and I'm sure a similar show night after night, um, similar room. I'm sure things change from season to season, but you've been doing the same thing five nights a week for a long time. How do you keep that fresh? How do
3: you stop yourself just going into autopilot? And it's a big challenge. I think um, also being as a driven a driven person, you are kind of always striving to be to be better and and or to be fresh and, and kind of keep things alive. So it's um, the audience does change every night, but for us, it's really about it's, it. Comes down to being um, true to yourself, I suppose, and not not try try not to phone it in because phoning it in is that would be easy to to slip into that that kind of world where it just becomes like another show. But um, you know, we've had we kind of keep making records and kind of keep inspiring ourselves creatively to do more and more. And uh, I'm sure some nights have been struggles. You know, some nights, looking back, I may have phoned it in, but uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not proud of those nights, and there's probably only a handful. Right. So it's and my phoning it in is probably just me beating myself up. Right. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. I think as
2: creatives, we're our own harshest critics, oftentimes. Um, Tim, I want to come to you on this on just one second. Um, before we get to that, you talked about how sometimes you can tap temp- phone it once or twice. When you don't feel those creative juices flowing, what do you do to get yourself back in the rhythm? What do you do to kind of build up that tank where the creativity comes from?
3: Um, just be grateful for what I've got mm-hmm. in life and where we are. I can kind of, you know, I could look and say, oh, I'm just doing the same show five nights a week. Or I could look and say, I'm on the Las Vegas Strip. People would give their life to have this opportunity. And, so I, I just try and be grateful. It's, it's really, it's, it sounds like a cliche, but it's the truest thing, because it, it's, it's your perception of what, of your situation that will change the way you feel about it. And so I, further in my career, I I'm just seem to be more and more grateful for what I have had and what I still have. So it's, that's the thing, I kind of think, you know, if there's 150 people or 150,000 that I'm performing to, it's, there's someone out there that wants to hear me sing. So mm. I have
2: gotta be thankful for that. Mm. Yeah, perspective is everything, without a doubt. And it's something we talk about on this podcast quite often. Um, Tim, your perspective, you're in a very different arena Mm -hmm. day to day. You're the worship pastor at a church in Vegas where you've been for how long? Sorry.
0: Well, I moved to Vegas in 99. Uh uh, So I've been there for quite a while, but I've I've worked at several different churches Mm -hmm. uh, around the city. Uh, Currently, I'm at a church called Sin City Church. Of course. Of course, which, yeah. what else would you call a church yeah. in Las Vegas? <laughs> and uh, and I just, you know, I'm loving what I'm doing because, you know, I've, I've been a worship pastor at churches with thousands of people, and, and this is a new start for me. This is a, uh, I'm at a church plant. And so I'm remembering slowly how to plug in snakes again and how to, you know, Turn not, <laughs> yep. it's just, it's a whole new thing. And like, oh, the monitors plug in there and oh yeah, the power amps. And, you know, that stuff I did, you know, 25 years ago when I was starting mm-hmm. and now to do it again is, mm-hmm. is uh, it's, it's fantastic. I love it.
2: So talk to me about relearning, not some of those skills so much, but the mindset approach from going from something bigger to something with more of a startup mindset. Um, yeah. What have you had to relearn or kind of retrain in yourself to get the best out of you?
0: Well, I think you know two things really. The first is that when you're working in a large church sometimes and you're the, you're, you're the guy, so to speak, you know you're the, the musician on stage, you forget how much work goes into the scenes be, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and how much volunteers spend their time making sure that you sound good or look good, and that you are able to bring the best of yourself to that. And sometimes it's easy to just walk up on stage and and do your thing and then walk off stage and forget that people have put in so much more time than you behind the scenes. And so now I'm kind of doing that again. Mm. And it's just really reminded me to be humble Mm. and to be thankful every day for for what I get to do. And to always remember that there are a million people who who are making this happen, and I need to remember each one of them and that I'm plugging in snakes and I'm plugging in monitors. And maybe someday I'll be at a place where I'm not again, but I don't ever forget how important that is. And uh, yeah, so I think that humility really is, is something that that is important to me. But then just the second thing is is to remember that, you know, if I don't use a skill, it goes away. And, you know, it's easy to just focus on the guitar playing and the songwriting and the singing and forget all the other details that, that are so important to, to being a musician or to being an artist or to being creative. And so I'm just remembering all that stuff again and remembering how wiring works again and, you know, just all that fun stuff. And yes. it's skills that i let go and now I'm starting to relearn again. And, you know, as Andrew and I are writing together you know he's he's much more technically uh, advanced than i am in terms of using you know software and computer and stuff like that and so i feel like i'm miles behind on that and so i'm going to go back and start to relearn mm. you know that again to be able to use pro tools again and yeah, stuff like yeah. that so yeah
1: we'll get right back to the episode brought to you by our Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference which happens in Sydney Australia every November it's for every kind of creative, whether you're a musician, singer, a graphic designer, architect, an audio engineer, or video editor. It's a place for the artists of the church to gather together, to worship, to be inspired and refreshed, and to be equipped and trained for your sphere of creativity. Come be a part of everything happening on site, like the exclusive collabs with practical training from our Key Hillsong team. The conference has limited spaces, so if you can't make it to Sydney this year, why not join the online conference experience so you don't miss a moment of the main sessions? Find out more at hillsong.com forward slash WCC. We can't wait to host you in November. Now, let's get back to the episode.
3: I'm Andrew. And I'm Tim. We're Finding Faith and this is The Fantastic Four.
0: One thing I'd like to be better at this time next year is cooking. The album that made me get started in music was Prince Purple Rain. My
3: favourite place or way to recharge is spending time with my wife Heather and my baby Violet.
0: If money was no object, my ultimate holiday destination would be New Zealand.
2: Okay, so while we're here, let's talk about this new venture that you guys have embarked on together, Finding Faith. Mm-hmm. Very different for both of you, yeah. um, and a big learning curve for both of you. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm sure we could spend a long time talking just about this, but um, no, what is probably the biggest differences between, say, making music with the guys from Human Nature, which you've been doing for a long time, and then making music with Tim and you guys doing this for Finding Faith? What are the things that have jumped out at you creatively that have kind of taken you back and gone, oh, oh, I'm used to doing it this way, I guess we're going to do it this way
3: i guess for me um the it's been the the songwriting has been the biggest difference here i mean because as i used to write a lot for the early human nature records and and then we moved into doing more concept based records where we're mm-hmm. basically singing the greatest songs of all time and, mm-hmm. and, and interpreting those songs as a singer and i as human nature we we entertain people and we kind of make their make the night amazing and fun. And, and you know, we're a great entertainment group. And we kind of, there's so much showmanship in what we, we do and our singing and performance. And I guess the thing with Finding Faith, it's, it's more about, it's, it's kind of music from my heart mm. and, and soul. And, and it's, it's kind of putting, putting that all out there in, mm. in a musical form. And it's, it's just very different. I, I, I don't know if it's entertaining people, but it's, it's maybe an opportunity to inspire people. With with a, a message and a a way of life or, or my faith and I, I inspire people with, with human nature and I I'm grateful for that as well but it's just a different a different way I, I'm amazed that I've got to be able to do both um, at this point and but that's that's the major difference just where it comes from mm. and so
2: with this this is interesting this is actually very interesting I didn't think we'd talk about this um, you're professional delivering like you said reinterpreting the greatest songs of all time and these classics and just trying to give people a great night and and a wonderful experience watching the show. And then on the other hand, you're doing these things which are very vulnerable, like talking about your spiritual journey and your experience and kind of dragging on things that you've kind of been involved in for years. Um, Was it hard to kind of step out of this arena and step
3: into this arena where you're talking very personally about your walk with God? No, it hasn't been hard. I, I, I probably if i did it when i thought i was going to do it it would have been hard but i i woke up this morning to tim and i said i think god's prepared us for this moment right now and i know he does every single day but you know i I wanted to uh, when we wrote our first song i thought we you know this was something new and but i just wasn't ready for it i hadn't wasn't ready for where i was in in my faith and in my heart to to kind of walk that that kind of step out that far with with my faith so it it hasn't been hard to do, it's just been, uh, pa- I had to be patient, I suppose, till I was ready to do it. Um, and I didn't know when that happened, so <laughs> I just kind of kept being patient. <laughs> and, you know, and the time was, you know, tonight was amazing and, and being here is amazing. Mm. This is just, mm. it's kind of surreal that, that I felt like I had not a lot to do with this. <laughs> just Just bring my skills and be ready for the moment. I love that. Tim,
2: your perspective on this, I'm interested to hear because you've been worship pastor, worship Mm -hmm. leader, teaching pastor at your church, and now here you are working on a record and promoting it and marketing and doing TV spots and hanging here with me and the audience (laughs) at our Hillsong Creative podcast. Um, A very big shift for you, I would imagine. Talk a little bit about that. How has that felt for you and how have you navigated some very unfamiliar territory?
0: You know, I think that uh, when I started uh, writing songs, uh, like everybody who writes songs, I think, you uh, you imagine you're going to write the greatest song in the world. And you imagine that everyone's going to sing your songs. And so you just, uh, you know, you wait for that and you expect for that to happen. And and it didn't for me. You know, I had, I, you know, I played a bit and, you know, had a tiny bit of success in my early career, but nothing like this. And so uh, when, I, when I went into the church, as I was becoming a teaching pastor and, and as I was writing worship songs, I just realized that, you know, it, it wasn't about me and that it wasn't ever going to be on my time or mm. in, on my schedule, because then I would always think to myself, well, you did this. Like, right. you made this happen. And, uh, you know, I, I have not lived a perfect life. I've, you know, I've had my struggles and, I you know, I've got my temptations and, you know, like everybody. And I think that, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know how to handle those things. And, you know, if, if I had been exposed to some of the things that I might have been, I probably would not have been able to handle those. And so, you know, I, I believe now that that God was protecting me from my own immaturity.
2: Wow.
0: yeah. And, uh, you know, so now uh, to have the chance to do this, you know, I was laughing, uh, talking to Andrew. You know, feels like the, the story of the, the boy who wrote songs in his basement. And, you know, and that's just where he thought he would be. And then one day he finds himself on stage, you know, and that journey... Um, i had to be I had to be ready for it to be the journey that God took me on i didn't take myself on. Mm. I had to be ready to be um, humble enough to accept that it wasn't me uh, all of this is because of what God has done and what he's doing and what he might continue to do and then I also have to be okay with the fact that this could be it and I could be back as a teaching pastor tomorrow in my church and and all of this would have been uh, a great fun weekend and uh, and to be okay with that mm. and, uh, and not to be upset about it and not to you know question like I, in, in yeah, my immaturity, you know yeah. why yeah. You know. and and so uh, I'm just very blessed to be able to look back now and say, God was building patience in me yeah and refining my gifts and, and refining my ability to write songs, and I used to write songs on my own, and I wouldn't let anybody else touch them because right. they were my songs. Yes. And now to be able to share songs and to write, uh, you know, in, in a collaborative experience like writing with Andrew has been so fun mm-hmm. and so uh, freeing and so rewarding. And then to write with Dean Usher has been amazing. And then yesterday we were uh, writing in the studio with the Banton Brothers, mm. and the four of us sitting around in the studio, we actually wrote something that I think sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
3: did that yesterday? Sounded yeah, great. sounded amazing yesterday. Awesome. Yeah, who knows? But,
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh, to, to be okay to yep. share that yep. and to share creativity and to share experiences and, and not to make it all about me, but to make it about us and ultimately to make it about God. Mm. I It's been a huge process, a learning curve for me. What a great
2: encouragement. By way of wrapping up, Andrew, do you have anything that you would like to encourage people who are just starting out on their creative journey? You've been in the game, in the industry
3: for a long time, learned a lot of
2: lessons. Uh, anything that you wish you could tell yourself the starting out, Andrew, now?
3: I just, um, there's a, People ask us we did this incredible thing. We, we supported Michael Jackson uh, mm. and yeah. early of our career, and I, I don't think I fully realised the, the the enormity of that moment. Right. You know, because we were young kids and we were just we we're wanting the next thing, the next yeah. thing. We were worried was our record going to be a hit in England and when it wasn't. And so I just I just think if you, you know, it's kind it's kind of good to have the perspective of that I have, but just be grateful for whatever happens. You know, and that that's the only thing I can say. Like if you get. The opportunity to sing at church on a worship team be grateful for that or if you get the opportunity to um, to for someone to you know want you to write more songs for them just just be grateful i think that's the only thing because uh, and um, and humble about it because i wish i had been more grateful about that moment with michael jackson because i probably would have taken more in but it was it was just kind of we were young guys and just thought yeah of course What's next?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly.
2: <laughs> Um, well, we are out of time today for our Hillsong Creative Podcast, but I have had an incredible experience listening to you guys, learning from your wisdom, your experience um, from me and hopefully from our audience who are here tonight. I want to say a massive thank you to you guys for coming in, for sharing with us and our podcast audience. Uh, if you guys want to get the notes, you can find them on the show notes. We'd love you to subscribe where you can find more great episodes like this one. And of course, you can check out Finding Faith. The record is incredible. I've had a sneak peek to a few songs. I think you will love it. Um, but guys, can we please Please thank Andrew and Tim for joining us guys, thank you. Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed that interview and pray that you're inspired and challenged in your own creativity. Next up is this week's story for the Psalms of Ascent. You can find out more at hillsong.com forward slash WCC and join with us in the 100 day creative challenge.
4: Um, I was sitting beside my wife, and the, our Young and Free guys recorded the live version of their album, Three. And one of the songs in there, a song called Peace, which um, I wrote with Melody and Michael. That song kind of actually completely encapsulates this passage. When I think of that song, I, I see um, through the grace of God and what He's doing with it, how it's positively affecting people, especially people that deal with anxiety. I can't like help but like look at it and see all the amazing things that are happening from that song, but then also be like, what does it cost my wife that that was able to be a, a possibility? You know, like it was really written from a place of me wanting to give her something. My wife has a, an anxiety disorder, and quite a bad one, and she regularly struggles with anxiety. And, and so... um. The whole time I was just crying, being like, this is amazing that something so good has come from this, but what a cost. If I just look at the scripture again, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to snow, will return with songs of joy. And that's kind of what that is, like through a lot of tears, through a lot of even ongoing struggle, stuff that we're still working through and she's still continually working through. Well, that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do that on iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud. And I'd encourage you to do that so you can be a part of the journey with us. We'd love to hear from you too. So if you want to give us your comments, do that on our Instagram. It's at HillsongWCC. And we'll see you next time.